podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Eat, Sleep, Suplex, Retweet. Welcome everybody to another episode of Eat, Sleep, Suplex, Retweet. I am the Bathmore Princess Sarah and this week we are talking wrestling commentators. Now obviously make sure you are subscribed to us on iTunes, Spotify and all good Android podcasting sites. You can find it on our Twitter header. Speaking of Twitter, obviously we'd love to give, a, give us a wee follow at Suplex Retweet. We are also on Facebook and Instagram. While you're at it obviously leave us a nice review and a nice wee rating as well. Obviously, we do welcome all feedback. Now it's time to introduce my panel. First of all, I'll start off, obviously she's making her return to the studio and we are so damn happy. She is purple, she is positive, and let's just face it, she is the Velvet Queen Supreme. It is Jamie Mason. Hello. Is that it? Yeah. <laughs> 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 my whole life, and I'm just like, yeah. Jamie's back, yay! Round of applause! Woo! <laughs> yeah. Well, guys. <laughs> Moving on, we have the king of heel turns, James Murphy. It's nice to be here. Hi. Hi. Hello. Hello. I'm excited. <laughs> I know I don't sound it, but I'm I kind of am. Energy levels just like, um, You're so excited for this show, you turned up a week early. <laughs> I did. I went to the wrong building as well. <laughs> I don't know that yeah. <laughs> and moving on, obviously, now. I did steal this from our two-time champion, David Campbell. He, this guy, he is known as many, many names. Too many to actually name, but I've got a few. We have Dr. Rager. We also have the King of Kayfabe. We have Drew Gulak's weird random stalker. But he is your friendly neighborhood micro-host, David Hockney. <laughs> yeah, I like that. Thank you, Sarah. Yeah, um, I think we'll stick with my traditional King of Kayfabe, if that's no, all right. You're, you're... And I'm definitely not a stalker, so... <laughs> Can you just be Mrs. Hockney's favorite boy or something like that? <laughs> Mick Foley style? Oh, sorry, Mankind style? <laughs> that works too, but I'll stick with King of Kayfabe. Boring. <laughs> oh, so writing off my panelists, though, so this guy has got a very, very weird obsession with The Rock and Billy Gunn, and it's time to hold an intervention. It's Ross McLeod. I don't think there's anything weird about the rock one, the Billy Gunn one I've kind of got any defence for. <laughs> <laughs> I'm an ass man, let you up! Rounding off the panel, I do have the prestigious EP. Now, obviously this guy spends so much time making sure that Ross and Dave's fuck-ups actually sound really good. It's Quacky Raji. Thank you for that, but... Excuse me, excuse me. For for the um, for to maintain kayfabe, Ross and David never fuck up. They always deliver first time, all the time. Don't fucking want me in with that. <laughs> <laughs> Ross, what do you think of my hosting duties last week? <laughs> it doesn't matter what you thought about it. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> <sighs> James David Hockney is as witty as he is sexually active, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, don't say that about Mrs. Hockney's baby boy. Oh, no. No. Oh, James, you've started something new here. Right, obviously, so this week, obviously, now that the panel have calmed down after Quacko's nice intro, and Ross being a dick. Hi, everyone. Obviously, we are talking talking wrestling commentators. Obviously, now commentators are mainly there to provide a little extra pizzazz to what you're watching. Obviously, it's not always the case when you're watching it live, which we can talk about later on. 
So obviously I'll start off with my panel and obviously I'll get you your favourite commentators of all time. So Ross, I'll come to you first. Sorry to say that again. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. And here's me acting up. Pay attention. He was thinking about ass. Ass <laughs> <laughs> man, Favourite commentator. Of all time? Jim. Yes. Hands down, JR. Any reason why? It's hard to explain reasons that haven't already been done to death. It's just the simple fact that he something that isn't done today with the amount of, you know, micro-advertising and bickering between commentators, he actually told what was going on in the ring. You could look down at your phone during the GR match and know exactly what was happening, you would not miss a thing. He was just so good at what he did. I like the way he said Austin. Austin! Austin! And he, he, the delivery of his voice as well was just magnificent, you know, and like the way he just sort of delivers lines, he doesn't like, doesn't feel like he's being talked through through a headset, it feels like it's just coming straight from him, and it feels much more natural when he's on a headset, he's fantastic. It's, it's in that way that it's like, everyone gets told to pick a side, you're either the good commentator or the bad commentator, but like back in the day, like JR was like best friends with the Heart Foundation and that, but he'd still call it, like if they were cheating, he would call them out, so it was like, it was just always fair. Let's not be Marks, it's not good guy, bad guy, it's a uh, heel face, isn't it? Oh! For the kids to understand. Oh, that's for you to chime in. You're the Sorry. Use air quotes there. Dave, yeah. what about you? Uh, no, I have to agree. My favourite is Jim Ross, JR. Good old JR. Because he was, um, when I started watching wrestling, he was one of the first voices I listened to alongside like Jerry Lawler. And just the way he delivered like lines during match and stuff, he was the the main play-by-play -play commentator when it came to delivering good matches. He made it like, not only was he calling all the best action in the ring, but I think he was telling a really good story behind it without going too off-tangent. You know, he brought out the best in all the competitors in the matches. And just listening to his voice, he just made it sound like your dad was telling the story almost. It was, again, I, re I have to reiterate, he was just brilliant at what he was doing. I would hate it if my dad was yeah. trying to explain wrestling to me. <laughs> You know that guy, the one with the hair and uh, uh, cane? Yeah, I'd be like that. <laughs> that, that, that. That man. My dad was a terrible commentator. Oh, okay, got your shit. He let him out. You didn't pin him. Shy. Fucking <laughs> <laughs> play acting. Big Jesse. I know, my dad would be the same. He's like, it's all fake. It's nothing like Big Daddy and Giant Hate Stacks. I'm like, oh, it's, it's the exact same dad. <laughs> Can you imagine Ross's dad on commentary? I think that would be. I think that would be. Maybe off the road to the Moving <laughs> <laughs> on, Jamie, how about you? Uh, for character sakes, I would say Heyman. Oh yeah. Mm. Like the the guy doesn't have he's not playing a character, it's literally just him, so whether he's like doing what he does now and being the manager side, but then also doing the commentary side, like he's just really good. He's talented, he's naturally talented, and it's good that he's in the business the way he is. Aye. No, his voice is like as soon as you hear it you're just like, Yes. You know it'll be good. Yeah, no matter you, you know it'll be epic. I mean, you can come out and represent I don't know, someone bad. Which I think it's someone bad. Everybody. This <laughs> <laughs> Come and represent Ross and his comeback. And I'd still, I'd, I'd be invested then. I was going to say something really mean, number friend. James, will we go on quickly? Uh, probably Mauro Ronaldo. Um I think, for me, I watched. I took a, a sort of like a break from wrestling. I watched it when I was younger and then I only got back into it when I was about 20. Uh, which is only three years ago, but I think that Mauro was probably the most excited commentator, but in a natural way, you know, alongside Michael Cole saying like, oh my, or like, <laughs> or he's doing his whole like, the spear, or my favourite line for him was when he just paused and went, Bailey. <laughs> 
<laughs> Mauro would even be excited about Heath Slater hitting his DDT or whatever it is. You know, it's, it provides at least some element of... Even if you know that you're watching wrestling and it's like, oh, that guy didn't really get his head shoved or anything, he'd make you think that it was that real. Yeah, that's what I, I think that's what I loved about Mauro now. Like, he's also my favourite. But I think it's, it's the storytelling... And like you said, like he gets you excited as well. Like you're sitting watching, you're like you're listening to his reactions. I mean, I've got a nice wee treat for everyone in the break, obviously, which is Mara Ronaldo. Um, it, it just it's, it captivates you, and I, I don't think it'd be the same watching an NXT event live without hearing his voice in your head. He could make a match between the Ascension and the Cologne sound exciting, <laughs> <laughs> or a match uh, like maybe Jinder Mahal versus. Oh, leave her! Come on, you got to bring Jinder in this. Jinder Mahal versus Kurt Hawkins. That's me. What was the? What's wrong with Kurt Hawkins? I'm just going Kurt Hawkins alone. He's currently, you know, unbeaten and under and you know, if not been. Wait, what? You're just saying random what? <laughs> He's undefeated of not defeating people. It's fine. Anyway. <laughs> That's historic. That it was is historic. Lower, uh, historic! There's another takeover recently where Morrow has missed it. Yeah. Yes. 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 And you've seen how, obviously, it was the guy for 205 Live. I can't remember. Nigel McGuinness. Nigel McGuinness. No, no, he's always on. Percy. Percy. Thank you. Well, they they done a great oh, job and the show was great, but like you said, there was that wee thing missing. Mm-hmm. Like I seen somebody tweet about Morrow's enthusiasm. Says Morrow's hatred hatred for Tommaso Ciampa is something else. Tommaso could be sitting eating his lunch and Morrow makes, <laughs> makes it sound like he's just had a child with a city bus. <laughs> he also hated Pete Dunne a lot, which was good. Uh-huh. In a in a commentary, imagine, actually, you imagine Marrow commenting or actually commenting on Tommaso Wheaton's lunch, like, my God, I hope he gets food poisoning. <laughs> <laughs> Why did you do a Michael Cole voice? I thought it was excited to be JR there. Oh, right, okay. Bang on. The thing is, like, he puts everyone over. Oh, yeah. And so it's, it's a good thing because, like, you can be quite reserved to talking about certain people, but he's basically talks like everyone's a main event or greatest of all time mm-hmm. so he really helps it put over their character. He's basically just a fan. Yeah. He is. That's but... something as well that so I like Corey Graves but at times it's like his personal things come through on the show. Mm-hmm. He didn't like Enzo cast that performs him. He likes Baron Corbin in real life and when you're trying to tell a story, it's just like, oh, well, Baron Corbin's actually a nice guy. It's like, like Corey, I don't need to hear that. I want, <laughs> I, want you, I want you to be pissed off that Baron Corbin's just kicked someone in the nuts. <laughs> <laughs> I've seen, seen him do a make a wish thing before. That's, I don't care. Really. You have also got to remember that Corey Graves is the heel sympathizer in all of WWE right now, so mm-hmm. obviously he's supposed to like the bad guys. Yeah, but the heel is. Accused the good guys of cheating somehow. Yeah, heel. Fair enough by going, oh, okay, I mean, I don't think he kicked him in his balls, his balls attacked his fist, something like that. <laughs> no, just, um, he was doing Make-A-Wish before this, why are you booing him, you bastards? <laughs> oh, I think Corey's a bit of a, a bit of a shit-stirrer, to be honest, I think, you know, because obviously he sometimes lets his, uh, his situation outside the ring, you know, with his Twitter spats with CM Punk and stuff, mm. maybe they sort of sink into his commentary a bit. But see, when he was on NXT, I actually thought he was not too bad. As a wrestler commentator. Yeah, wrestler commentator, because <laughs> you know he's obviously talking about my experience in the ring. I think yeah. it's good to get that perspective. Uh, don't forget. Yeah, so was Jerry Lawler and yeah. shite. But don't forget, there's, there's more of a little bit of control in what they say when they're on Raw and SmackDown. Yeah. So that's another thing that kind of plays in as 
um, photos have come off the scripts that have been written right. on desks and stuff like, like everybody that. Everybody hates Michael Cole and Raw, but like when it was like the UK thing, oh, everyone was, was like, yeah. actually, he's really good. Especially when he was commenting on his favourite Scotsman, Andy Wilde from uh, Fife. Because <laughs> he doesn't have uh, Vince screaming in his yeah, ear, yeah. and there's a, there's a good. Plug these eight adverts! No! 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 no. <laughs> There's a really good clip. There's a, there's, a, there's a really good clip of Michael Cole uh, actually shit talking back to Vince, and then you can hear him go silent for a little bit. And he goes, "Okay, boss. Yep. Okay. Sorry, boss." Because <laughs> you can tell Vince is just Wasn't lost that the, his shit. Wasn't that a story time? I'm pretty sure I've seen that as well. Mm, I don't, I'm not sure about that. I don't know. I haven't seen that one. There has been multiple things like that. There was one with the CM Punk chant. Yeah. And it was JR. Eh, no, JR. Jerry Lawler going, "Go well, wait." Go away. <laughs> Which, oh. in fairness, by 2015, we all had the same opinion. Like, uh, oh, just fucking let it die. <laughs> and that was the hijack Roswell, the one where the one in Chicago, and everybody just went nuts with the the booing and stuff. And yeah, but um, honestly, see, back in like early days of SmackDown, when Michael Cole was the lead commentator for that, I think he was actually really good. Like, you know, he didn't have people screaming in his ear all the time, telling him to plug adverts and sponsorships, all the stuff. When he was just mm. sitting down, calling the action in the ring. He was actually very good at do, doing it. Do you know why that was? Why because that? Raw's ratings were down post WCW One Under. Uh-huh. So it's why all the big stars went to Raw and why we got the SmackDown 6. And Heyman was just basically told, do what you want, do what you want. And on Wednesdays he would get him back in and go, I don't think there was as much emotion in that link as do it again. Cole, you muddled that one up, do that again. Whereas now you've got, welcome to the greatest Raw Rumble brought to you by Cricket Wireless and KFC. <laughs> <laughs> Now we've talked all about yours, but we've left Kwaku. Oh. Kwaku, who's your favourite? Oh, I feel like that. Uh, so, <laughs> as I say, we can week out. Oh, thanks very much for the sweet two Ross. Uh, as I say, the Primary. orange, I know. <laughs> uh, as I say, we can week out. My favourite side of wrestling is the comedic side. And to me, there's no better comedic commentator than Billy Kirkwood. <laughs> You've got a lot of Billy's. Just the way it is. I think the master genius that he is, um, I listen back on the even though I go to most ICW shows, I listen back on the back mm-hmm. just to hear what Billy Kirkwood was saying. And there was one I was itching to go back on, it was a fight club where Thatcher Wright came out oh, and you could I could see the crowd how animated Kirkwood was. Oh, no. So as soon as it dropped I went straight and he was like saying, he's celebrating that milk stealing witch and all that. Uh, <laughs> I loved it. That's pure gold. <laughs> but all that, like, he doesn't like, he says he doesn't find out the results for stuff because he it's a genuine reaction. Mm. So when we're acting as fans, he's acting as oh, fans. Yeah. It's also the fact he's not even acting like a commentator. He's just talking like he would always talk. Uh, I, like, I like how he always thinks the wrestlers' names is the actual wrestlers' names. Like there was... <laughs> That's <laughs> the way it should be. Okay, fair there, was, there was two, there was one where... <laughs> Where Dallas fired Red Lightning and he goes like to him, Andy, you're fired. And now he hears Kirkwood, who the fuck is Andy? <laughs> and there was one, I can't remember, I think it was during Good Housekeeping, the first one, where Wolfgang does something and he goes, Mrs. Gang's not going to be happy with Andy. <laughs> and you just hear whoever was on Cold Country and go, his name's not Wolfgang. <laughs> and it's like a five minute conversation. 
the match is still going and it's like <laughs> his first name is not Wolf his second name is not Gavin exactly another one like um, uh, when I interviewed Aspen Faith for Lois Garvin she, uh, she was plug they did mention to me that uh, once he, he said the young fucks because they're often compared to the young bucks so week in week out he's re- they're referred to as a young fucks because they told them keep on doing that but that came natural mm-hmm. I think the fact I like how whenever I've been to ICW well obviously you know every ICW show he um, does a little segment in the ring with the fans and stuff there's a few jokes here and there mm-hmm. I like how he sort of engages with the audience that way before he sits behind the commentary booth how many shows have you been to? at least four <laughs> Right, so we're going to move on obviously, now it's the best storylines that we've had when it comes to commentators, now there hasn't been a lot, because let's just face it in my opinion, commentators should stay behind the booths and just call the action, but we have had a few, like obviously we've got some down in front of us which includes Michael Cole and his infamous amount of bloody heel turns and face turns and god knows how many other turns, we've got CM Punk, and the alliance angle as well. So, so we'll start off a wee bit with Michael Cole. So obviously, if anyone can just bring me your favourite Michael Cole one, Dave. Uh, I liked when I sort of liked the interaction he had with Daniel Bryan on the original yeah. NXT. <laughs> like you know, he was sort of that's when he was sort of starting to transition into mm-hmm. a heel a bit. He was always downplaying Bryan, saying his his loss record was yeah. like zero that and five. That was kind of his, his beginning of the face turn. Mocking him for being a vegan for not owning a TV. You know, it's just really silly things. I'm thinking. It was also his dorky haircut as well, apparently. Ah, <laughs> uh, the dorky haircut he and paid ten dollars for. It, yeah. It transitioned to when he actually made it onto the main roster as well. You're just like cheesy. Have you? Yeah. Let then, it go. And then Bryan just calls him out for. Like almost like in, a, in shoot format, he's saying you're a poor man's JR. You've always you've always got his Vince in your ear, telling you to say really bad stuff about he me. He was saying what we were thinking is fine. Yeah, exactly. That, that's what I kind of liked about it. The fact that they actually uh, had an up and coming talent call out a commentator for for downplaying mm-hmm. them, and I think that was a really good sort of accelerant to get Michael Cole as a as a full blown heel. But to a point, I think it just got ridiculous when he started like, getting in the ring and. You know, the feud with Jerry Lawler as well. <laughs> I mean, that didn't need to happen. No. Yeah, I, I used to defend Michael Cole to this point, because ironic that Daniel Bryan was the start of his heel turn. When Daniel Bryan wasn't number 30 in the Rumble in 2014, Rey Mysterio got booed at the building and continued to get booed. Batista got booed, Roman Reigns got booed. It wasn't a, we don't like you, it's because you're not the guy we want. Mm-hmm. And then it just kind of stuck, and that's sort of what it was in 99. JR took ill a few times. He goes away, Vince not wanting someone who's constantly ill, as much as it shit that he did that, puts someone else in his place, and then starts playing them off against each other, Michael Cole with JR. He used to have JR in front of him, doing his own commentary. Mm-hmm. He had an old school desk. Oh and yeah. Put, uh, true announcer and all that on the front of it. And it used to be a face Michael Cole with a heel JR. And you're asking the audience to hate somebody who's been in WCW and WWE for the past 10 years, to a war correspondent who you didn't train, you just went, go, what, what am I doing, commentating that? What am I doing, the rock's not even talk about it. You've got notes in front of you, just go for it. Yeah, exactly, notes in front of you. <laughs> By the way, Cricket Wireless, KFC, <laughs> Smart, PlayStation 1, they're all sponsoring us. I have all of our themes as well. Just Remember we had that big gong as well during the, oh my God, the third season of the reality NXT, with, I think it was that, was the all women's? Yeah. No, that was an actual challenge. It was like, you had to ring the gong when the minute was up, and he got Sorry, up. I, oh, no, I thought it was just, I thought it was just ringing the gong because it was just... Uh, no, he, he got Stop up. saying gong! gong. <laughs> gong, gong, gong. <laughs> he got up during the challenge 
bong. You just went bong because the it was an ass. Uh, no, he had a bong. <laughs> it was an ass. He just went. He just went crazy with it. Just went bing, 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 bing. Oh no! Oh, you think a bong makes? <laughs> Stop saying bong. I think bong. So if David will stop talking, I'll explain why he had the G word. <laughs> it was the G spots. Ross doesn't know I was going to say something completely trying to move on because I was saying I think I think Ross cannot even get his point out. No, no. Because Dave will keep it moving. Quack has got to worry about it. That's just cheating. James. James. Does the anonymous raw general manager count as a that commentator angle? Because it, it, it kind of should. Yeah. It does. And I think it, it was great having Michael Cole walk up. I'm going to do an impression of everyone that's. You can't see I, this, but <laughs> he walks up and he goes. You put glasses on, by the way. And he looks at the screen and he goes. This match is cancelled, and it's like, oh, okay, good. But it's, your hatred is kind of fixated on Cole uh, instead of the wee uh, computer. computer. Which helps. And then they put him in a big glass box. The coal, mine. Oh, the, the, the coal mine? The coal mine, that's what it was called. Oh, okay. Oh, I hate that damn thing. Oh, I don't know about that. <laughs> Underage fans. Um, obviously, so that's, that's a bit of Michael Cole. We have the next one at CM Punk, so I'll start with Kwaku. I don't know anything about this one, though. So, uh, Kwaku, so like, he basically, this was before he joined Nexus 2.0 or whatever it was called. The so new Nexus. The new Nexus. The core? No, no. the new Nexus. Oh, the new Nexus. The, the new Nexus. was a from Nexus. That was so, bad, it, wasn't it? He was yeah. on commentary for a while and hence, like, in that pipe bomb that was the second best pipe bomb behind uh, Scott's pipe bomb on the show a few weeks ago um, up until he started to sleep me then I had to cut the prick off <laughs> <laughs> love you Scott best thing ever did <laughs> uh, love you Scott really uh, so he, basically he was a commentator and then he said I put on I put on um, I, I put on commentary and then and then I'm the best at it and then he kept going, the whole thing of him turning and joining the, or, or forming a new Nexus. He leaves a, um, he leaves a commentary table, helps him out, but then there's a whole steel cage review, reveal of he pulls the armband off Wade Barrett and he's the new Nexus guy. Exactly. <laughs> and then they start the whole bizarre sacrificing. I could go on, but it's taken too much. That was the cult of personality right there. Yeah. <laughs> Um, and I'm going to ask for a second I'm first, you cut me half last time. <laughs> <laughs> you'll sit there quiet and you'll not get sweet. Anyway, but you'll yeah, sweet. as much as I liked it at the time, because it was sort of smarky, it kind of goes back to the Corey Graves thing where he was sort of just putting down the people he didn't like in real life and it sort of came through. It was funny at times, but then there was other times just like... Like he used to slate the Miz. He slated the Miz watching commentary than we did his documentary. And you're like, that's meant to be your WWE champion. Like, you can do a Jerry Lawler and a King where it's like, he's great, no he's not. It's a Jerry Lawler goal. He's great, no he's not. But it's just a case that it, it was too much. Miz is laughing all the way to the bank now. Right. Look who came up on top, really, on that one. Yeah, I mean, you, you, you wouldn't really envy CM Punk nowadays, would you? Uh, I mean, I mean, obviously he's, he's, he's still married to what's her face? AJ. AJ yeah. Styles? No, I know. John Cena. Oh, okay. <laughs> nah, um, I think there was just too many inside jokes, and obscure references for CM Punk's commentary. I mean, while I thought it was quite good, I think unless you got what he was meaning with all those jokes and stuff, I think uh, there, I don't know. There wasn't really much sub, much substance to it, but I think you know having a long commentary was a nice bit of fresh air. Jamie, how about you? 
I'm fine, I'll just eat the sweets. <laughs> <laughs> right, okay, moving back on. Quackly said he had actually one more point, but obviously we'll, um, we'll start with Quackly and then we'll go to talk about the Alliance, okay? I had, I, Ellie hit me in the car on the way here, not literally. Um, <laughs> I'm going to mention JBL. Anyone remember when it was King Booker and he would have that monologue when King Booker's walking down? King it's all Booker. King, King Booker. And it was so patriotic and it was just cringy as anything but funny as anything. I loved it. So it was as cringy as JBL in a kilt. Oh. <laughs> we don't want you, mate. <laughs> that's, that's very upsetting. Rhonda makes it work, JBL doesn't. Mm. <laughs> She's in a skirt at least. JBL in a skirt, I'd watch that. <laughs> it's John O'Clock, motherfuckers. No, no, no. no. We're not, we are not. Dave, oh. one more thing like that, you're going in the naughty corner. <laughs> right, Elias, Dave, I'll get you to talk about this, and then if you don't behave, you are going in the corner. What's well, me tell? Tell. <laughs> For once, you're scared to talk. <laughs> Continue, Dave, please. Dave, you can talk. Okay. Use your words. Right, uh, what shall I say? Nothing copyrighted by what? Fuck me, moving right, right, swiftly right. on the, Al- <laughs> the Alliance storyline. So who was the Alliance? The Alliance storyline. You want to yes. talk us through it? Um, well, this was sort of before I started watching, but I've liked how... Well, you're helpful. <laughs> is this like the Ministry of Darkness? Nah, all I can really start comment on is obviously Paul Heyman was on commentary at that point, mm-hmm. and obviously with the whole WCW-ECW alliance, I think sort of having both WWF and Alliance commentators sort of really sort of uh, gave a, a sort of an argument to both sides a bit and I think that's what helped really sort of few, well I think that was only one of the only good things about the angle going forward everything else I think it just fell flat Anyone else? Was, wasn't that about the time they started like because it was always two people wasn't that about the time that they started having three people more regular? No, yeah. no. There was guests come to like oh by the way you know, Alliance members fighting so WWE guys joining us to watch the match, but you know, there was very rarely a three person booth. Oh, really? I, I think the three person thing doesn't work. I can't remember listening to a match and going, Yeah, there's equal input from all these people. Mm-hmm. It's always just Byron Saxton occasionally saying something. Well, see, one of our listeners, Sean Smith, actually did want to put towards the panel. What's your opinion on obviously, do you prefer three commentators in a, on, the, on the booth or two? Two. Yeah. Three. It, de- it depends on the commentators that are there. Yeah. Like, if you're going to give me Colin Booker, give me somebody else with him. <laughs> I am not listening yeah. to Booker yeah. tell me that Jason Jordan's an asshole for 40 minutes of a match <laughs> and then going, my god, Jason Jordan did it. I knew he did it. Shuck it, cuck it. Shucky ducky quack quack. I really missed Booker T though because. I actually miss Shucky ducky quack quack. We never got that one. We're greatest of these. I miss Booker T because it was just so entertaining hearing him get things wrong. So you love to detail. It was when there was like a Kevin Owens. Chris Jericho uh, tag team match or something they goes oh he's tagged in Samoa Joe and I was like he has oh my god where'd he come from <laughs> it was just like it's fantastic every time he's you here. know Booker T once flip flopped three times on the one subject he told <laughs> Jason Jordan step out from the shadow or cut angle because you can't win anything with family and friends then talked about how he was a tag partner with his brother then talked about how he hated tag teams and hated alliances and then Shane McMahon appeared on the Tron and he went, oh look, there's my boy Shane McMahon. So <laughs> four times. Booker T reminds me of the kind of guy you get in George Square who's going like, and they're tall and the aliens and the Illuminati and he just he goes off and then like, what? That. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, honestly, I don't think Booker T knows what time of day it is half the time. If, if you're American and you're listening, George Square is like Times Square but much more shite. Yeah. <laughs> it's got less pigeons. No, less tourists, more pigeons. Yeah. Less lights. Less, less, less pigeons, yeah. Lights. 
So we'll, we'll talk about obviously our favourite guest commentary spots now. Obviously, there could be a number of reasons why these particular wrestlers are your favourite guest commentators. Obviously, it could be down to how they talk and call a match. It can be down to how it, they can use it to progress their own storylines, and it could also be obviously on the analysis that they provide. So. Jamie's not so spoken that much because you guys have all taken over. So Jamie, start with you. This is why we need two commentators, not I don't know five, five, <laughs> six. You asked you about the alliance and you said I've seen Swedes. No, 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 no that's a bit. Well, to be fair, I'm too young for that. Right. So who's your favourite guest comment? Like who's our guest commentator? Technically, in that way, it would be Renee Young. No. Technically. Mm-hmm. Is she that was, just because she's new? Or was well, she, she was, it was a guest? It was a guest and it's progressed and now she's actually got a spot because they realised actually she's ever historic. historic woman. To Stephanie call. McMahon's been on commentary. Leah's been on commentary. Uh, first ever good female. Yeah, permanence raw. Permanence raw. Uh, it's nice hearing her called Dean Ambrose matches. Oh my gosh, she brings it, that's just what I don't it's like about weird. it. It's when they bring the personal life into it, it's like when they just See leave, that? leave uh, it out. So, so you shagging out. <laughs> <laughs> that's basically what they do. Anyway, no, we were talking about guest commentators for us and James says Renee Young. Anyway, so why? Is it just... Well, as I said, it's like literally the book. She's got, she's proved herself, she's proved her worth. She... Like a lot of females that go into the business, they start off like actually trying to wrestle or something, but then get put on like how Jojo get put on announcing. Well, first Jojo Matt like hit her head and got badly concussed. That's very so. true. But most people don't go in thinking that they're going to do commentary or something, but really knew what oh. she wanted to do. She and she's made it. Yeah, and it's good on her. Maybe well, love first summer race started out as a ring announcer. So she did. Yeah, she did. Yeah, on NXT. Was that not? Um, was that something she no, there's been a lot of. Um, there's been a lot of. Alexa Bliss did it as well. Oh, really? When was the last time Summer Rae had a match? Uh, before she left. Oh, maybe <laughs> 16 or something. Oh, okay, that's me telling you. For, for, uh, for Glasgow's own, though, I, I, I like DCT when he was on commentary. DCT on commentary is amazing. I, I love that. Yeah. Um, James, how about you? Who's your favourite guest commentator and why? Kevin Owens. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, his sheer attitude and just he'll shit talk everyone on the commentary booth. He's just so mean, and he's he's so childish, which I find really interesting because JBL is unintentionally childish and weird, <laughs> but Kevin Owens is just kind of like spiteful and like well like meta. I was gonna say metaphysically, metaphorically, <laughs> and sometimes literally spit the dummy when he's like jumping out of these, grabs JBL's hat and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. It's great. I love it and. It did help when he had storylines and stuff because he could use his position in commentary to suddenly just whip the headset off and go and slam someone off the side of the... and then walk back and just put the headset back on. Uh, well, that's what you usually see with guest commentators when they're wrestlers. Nine times out of ten is so they can actually attack whoever's in the ring. But that's Kevin was actually talked at least. Yeah, yeah that it's is true. Didn't he want to kick by and Saxon out his chair and make him sit on the floor? Yes. Yeah, yes. he did. Yes. <laughs> Owens is just like one of those guys. He's just like, he just goes in, doesn't take shit from anybody. And, you know, if somebody tries to either badmouth uh, either him or somebody in the ring, Owens will just be right there and shut him, shut him down. Mm-hmm. And I think that's really, I know, poor Byron. I think, you know, I think he's been the worst victim of uh, mm. getting words fed to him in the headset and he's just going about it all wrong. It just sounds really forced, like, when it comes out of Byron Saxon's mouth. I was talking about the fact that Kevin Owens bullies him. Byron will just. Byron is bullied by everyone. No, Byron innocently will just go, oh, that was a great scoop slam. And no, Kevin, it wasn't. No, it wasn't. Kevin I'm Owens goes right in and then goes, no, 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 oh, no, do you know about good soup scoop slams? You never made it. You're a failure. <laughs> 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 you see Byron sort of fade into black. Like, uh, oh, fuck, never mind. Like, no, well, you shut like, up, Byron, at least ten times. Shut up, Byron. What I mean is, like, like Kevin always had the best response to mm-hmm. management delivering mm-hmm. through the headset. And yeah. I think that that's kind of what made it so well. He reacted mm-hmm. to... 
almost force-fed lines in a bit, and you know, poor Byron was just the uh, wrong place, wrong time. Yeah. Quacker, who's your favourite guest commentator and why? Right, keep mentioning my ethos on comedy wrestling, it's got to be Red Lightning. I love Red Lightning's commentary. And it's again, such a treat. I know, and it's so stupid, but my favourite line ever from Red Lightning, it was in Edinburgh at Aspen Faith for his cap album, uh. and he caught it, and, and it was like a proper good throw, and he caught it there. He's like, wait, that was amazing. Then he went, this hat stinks. <laughs> 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 I might not have had a beer on with that album that Edinburgh was all of you, and I was just pissed about that laugh, and I actually couldn't deal with it. But are we already mentioned, like, I will say, although the content hasn't been the best, I don't like the concept of it, the new day and your new commentary table, it's, uh, it's you've got, I don't, How can you say the new day? Oh, I, know. I love the new day as a tag team, as a commentary team, they're like three booker tees. Look at the ones the pancake table as well, <laughs> it's really so cool. Exactly, that's a joke, they're meant to be so bad at it, it's just funny and not meant to be seen. This is why, this is why I'm mad, I love comedy wrestling, and People take it too serious and I love it and oh. it makes me happy. <laughs> I love a good laugh when watching a match you're just like you just actually you see it and you think about it, you're like, that makes so much sense and you actually find it more funny as well. Mm. So that's what I love. Dave's got his hand up. Dave's actually playing nice because he knows that I will batter him a bit more. <laughs> so Dave, mm-hmm. next. Uh, do you know what I actually really liked? Uh, Daniel Bryan in the Cruiserweight Classic. Oh, Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I've gone a bit left field here, but um, you know, seeing him with teaming with Mauro doing the commentary there, mm-hmm. it just felt really like the cruise. It made the cruiserweight classic feel like a genuine, uh, like proper top top class tournament. You know, because obviously, you know, having Brian there, he was technical technical master in like various indie promotions, so he knew a lot of the guys from the the independent circuit. I think having that. Again, I'm sort of coming back to this, but the, having the relatable factor between knowing guys you've met in other promotions and seeing commentating their actions in the ring, I think it helps them sort of tell the best story possible and paint them in the best light. And, you know, obviously Mauro does that very well with anybody that um, he's commentating on. You know, like, uh, I think it was uh, Quacky that said he makes everybody feel like a main event star. What? And that was the case with Brian. Actually, no, have you? I'm sorry. Yeah. Oh, oh, so what, I'm boring you now. Yeah, actually. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> she literally just put Jason's stuff. Sorry. No, um, I think I know what you're trying to say. But, uh, <laughs> what was he trying to say? Daniel Bryan's no commentary. <laughs> that's, that's pretty much what I think we're talking about. That was the case. No, it was a classic guest commentary. Austin Eddie's. Yes. Yeah. Him and his massive package and his banana. Oh, it wasn't about you that his banana. I, like, I was just like, I think one week he didn't have the banana because he ate it before going out. Cracker, your cable package has got some competition here. No, you leave, leave Cracker's cable package. I told you to shut up. I didn't like. I didn't like. He's also speaking, and I am agreeing. It's, yeah. It's, I love well, it. I, I, I do remember that. Uh, that week he didn't have the banana and it was like Twitter exploded. It was just like circles of his pocket and circles of. Like, where is it gone? They put it all in milk cartons. Yeah, it's circles around his pocket where he used to keep his circles on the, the front of the announce table, like banana. Where? Where is Where's the banana? banana? Where is the banana, Austin? <laughs> I think obviously, like talking about that, obviously, um, and I mean, me and you were talking about the troughs. So it was obviously um, using that in a progression for a storyline with Neville mm-hmm. in Two or Five Live. Obviously, yeah. so what did you love about that? It's, like we talked about Michael Cole, that storyline should have been Daniel Bryan at WrestleMania because at the time he was just coming into WWE, a 46 squash match 
over someone that everyone hates would have done so much better for Daniel Bryan than being on the pre-show. Whereas Austin Aries is, was a face, he was an actual wrestler, he was an established talent, and it was people were crying out. Cruiserweight division was failing at the time, mm-hmm. and people were crying like Austin Aries versus Neville, like two people that have never fought. Well, I don't know if they fought in the Indies, but you know, oh, never yeah. fought in like TNA or WWE. You know, let's let's get them on WrestleMania, and that was so good for the simple fact that it was Austin Aries shit talking. And bar Neville, he beat everyone else. Mm-hmm. So he backed up everything he said, bar that final level. See, I think I liked it. Like, I think when they brought Austin Aries into 205 Live, he was just recovering from his injury mm-hmm. that he had received in NXT. Mm-hmm. But it was when the minute they brought him to 205, we were just like, hold on, what's going on here? Right. He's not a commentator. We, he, we he, haven't known him as a yeah, commentator. He knew straight away he was fighting with something. Originally, it might be Tony Nese as well. Do you know remember he used to say? I couldn't. Tony? I can't stand this. I can't stand Tony Nice. Yeah, oh, I love him. No, I, like I like him wrestle. I just can't stand him talking. Yeah, okay. he's, he's, <laughs> yeah. He is a charisma vacuum. It's like yeah. like Drake Maverick summed it up. Like, congrats, Tony. You've got abs, and that was it. Uh, like, yeah, it, seems, it seems like on every like Triple H is given two or five live stars, sort of. And taking them away, is he? Yeah, <laughs> sort of freedom to run with mm-hmm. the things that are being said about them. So you know, Drew Gulak improved himself and became, you know, not just a comedy guy, he became the rough and tough guy, you know. Jack Gallagher started wearing proper gear again and showed how good he was. Tony Nese still walks about going one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. He did have a great match against Wichardi. No, he is a, oh, he right, is yeah. a good wrestler, just like, charismatic-wise, he's, he's, you know, he's <laughs> like a fucking wet paper towel. Just making me heart back to the Enzo Mori days of 205 uh, where it was Every person on the roster beat him up. I really liked that. <laughs> oh, Nothing to do with commentary, I was just I thinking. Think I, like, I was sitting there going, I remember Tony Nice when he hit uh, Enzo Amore that time. That was I remember they gave him the entourage and it was just so unmatched. The, the, the Zoe train. The yeah. Zoe train. Yeah. Uh, no, I'm dark, so much. Kurt no Lamb was in the Actually, he was quite good on guest commentary, He's... actually, Enzo. Oh, oh no, he was alright. Uh, but he's he's a good talker. He he I think my only favourite Enzo moment was when he literally just went round the ring and insulted everybody. It was like um, kind of like what Ross did at the at the start of last week's show. And uh, insult everyone. I didn't see that one together. <laughs> oh yes, <laughs> singled out the one person you didn't insult. <laughs> yeah, yeah. them. No, but I, 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 I know the one. You didn't say the Gary or Scott. It was just yeah. myself, Quacko and Alan, who you described Scott. as quote Peter Griffin's lesbian sister. <laughs> Did we have to say that again? <laughs> and if you want to hear that, you hope, I was kind of hoping that wasn't going to make up well, to this Well, fairness, show. that wasn't me, that was <laughs> Daniel. But I didn't know the promo you're talking about where he just walks up to Brian Kendrick and just goes, you look like a hobo. But, but before <laughs> that, he had given like 10 points to why everybody was an arsehole and it just got to Brian Kendrick and he just thought, no. You look homeless and walked away. <laughs> so I mean, I actually really like Brian Kendrick. Oh, he's amazing. Love it as well. Does it for a commentator angle? Does it count when Jerry Lawler? When when Dolph Ziggler was doing that finding out who he was thing again, and then they did the horrible Dolph Ziggler's kicked him in the chest, and oh, he's giving him a heart attack oh. again. Well, and so, I was like, no. Well, so that, 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 kind, that kind of led on to Michael Cole's face turn as well. It was technically storyline, and also they kind of had to twist it into real life events because of what happened. I think it was funny that Cole fell over when he was running at the ring to no, go. No, that's JBL. JBL fell over. <laughs> sorry. And then, um, he, fell, and then I, he fell a week later. Yeah, oh, he, he went all the way down the ramp, didn't he? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, and blamed the cameraman who was nowhere fucking near him. Have <laughs> <laughs> so got any honourable mentions before we go to the break? Well, a wee honourable mention just uh, because you did mention Daniel Bryan and we've mentioned Brian Kendrick there. 
their moment and the Crucible Classic where they hugged each other. Mm-hmm. That was when I come to you, I can be used because my storyline. Yeah. Cause it was like Brian Kendrick's last chance, but you know, everyone's getting a lot of contract. I have like a weird one that nobody's really mentioned, but Vince McMahon. <laughs> so, like, see, <laughs> like, see the fact that like... It, yeah. Not a manoeuvre, sorry. He, he was actually, he enjoyed what he was doing and he, like, you couldn't even realise that he was owner of a company. Mm-hmm. Like he was just there enjoying himself, doing what he didn't actually need to do. And then, but then yeah, like, years later came out to the mm-hmm. impact and all that, but that doesn't count. On the, on the reverse side of that, you have Shane McMahon who did commentary for Sunday Night Heat and was just grateful. <laughs> oh, did uh, anyone ever have the WWF attitude? <coughs> and it was just, it, it was not very well edited, it's just Shane McMahon going, This crowd is going wild! There's just five cardboard cutouts going. Actually, that's, that's, a, that's a good bonus point. The commentary in the games, uh, they, they've had one consistent line that there seems to be the, the 2K developers. It's a favourite line to put in these games. He's putting those educated feet to good use, <laughs> which I, I always I, I pop in my own living room when I hear a commentator actually say that. I'm like, That's that line from the game. So every time someone climbs up to the top roper, Kick someone. Moro and Alo does well like that. Those feet must have diplomas because they're educated feet. <laughs> yeah. he, he's the only one that could make that line sound like brilliant. Yeah. No, so now we've all talked about our favourite commentators, we've also talked about our favourite commentator storylines, and also our guest commentators from wrestling. So we're going to go to a wee quick break, obviously, and in the break we have got. My and James's favourite commentator is Mauro Ronaldo and his NXT TakeOver reactions. So we'll see you in a bit. This is Red Lightning. You're listening to Eat Sleep Suplex Retweet. I was able to discover at a very young age that my voice was an instrument. He was just a natural. So much energy. But I said, dude, you have a talent. I'm going to make it. I'm going to become a major star. No, no, EC3, don't tell me. Don't tell me. Mamma mia. Mamma mia. Are you kidding me? Paul trying to sap the strength out of Killian Dane. Wow. A Vader bomb with Cole on his back. Sullivan has feasted on his competition. Like tourists feast on boy boy sandwiches. Oh my God. Talk about turning a negative into a positive. Ricochet is the gif that keeps on giving. Oh, but Ricochet didn't miss that right hand, popping it like a cork. Velveteen Dream. My God, a rolling Death Valley driver on the ladder. Have to go to a hardware store. Is there one nearby because these ladders are being treated well like the superstars are treating each other. Dane picking up Adam Cole. My God, there are no words. The preeminent high flyer Ricochet with an avalanche neck breaker. Sullivan with a freak accident. On date, I'm surprised he didn't go through the ring. King Kong is climbing the Empire State Building, but here comes the cavalry. Ricochet wiping out Sullivan. Adam Cole is on the cusp. Adam Cole is reaching out. Adam Cole has his hands on the NXT North. Adam Cole. Adam Cole. Hey, this is professional wrestler Cole Cabana, and I'm only assuming that you have just finished listening to my podcast, The Art of Wrestling, and now you've made the decision to listen to Eat Sleep 
suplex retweets, which is a mouthful to say, but not only have I said it, you've said it, you've suplexed, you've ate, you've slept, and now you've retweeted. Enjoy the show. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Eat, Sleep, Suplex, Retweets. Welcome back to another episode of the Eat, Sleep, Suplex, Retweet. I hope you all enjoyed the break. We are talking wrestling commentators and obviously I went around and I asked the listeners who their favourite commentators were because it's not nice to leave the listeners out. So obviously I went to a bunch of Facebook pages, Twitter as well. So obviously we'll start off with Stuart Sayre. Obviously he said that his were Bobby Heenan and Gorilla Monsoon, which obviously I, I actually, I think, I can't really disagree with that. Obviously Heenan was probably one of the best heel commentators there possibly ever was. Um, obviously we have Jack Bell, he said we can't talk commentators without talking about Gordon Soley. Yeah. <laughs> Big, <laughs> Big thumbs, thumbs up, up from the vegetable uh, there. <laughs> Big thumbs up from Stephen Wilson, obviously our main host. Um, obviously David Kinnear, right, he had a, a quite a good point they actually went and made. So obviously he, obviously he agrees, Bobby Heenan is a great heel commentator. He also said that he single-handedly made the 92 Royal Rumble special. Which I actually sat back and watched the '92 Rumble just because of this, and I've never, so I had never watched the '92 Royal Rumble before this, and I, was, I completely agree. It's, it was actually amazing. And he said that Jr. and Jerry Lawler had a great partnership, um, and obviously, apparently, JBL's a dick. <laughs> um, and obviously, they thought they were going to do something with Baronello, but obviously, JBL being a dick kind of ruined it all. And obviously, he says that Baronello is doing a great job in NXT. Um, he says he also likes Nigel McGuinness and Corey Graves is obviously the best it has since Jerry Lawler. Talking next, obviously we've got Sean Smith. Obviously he already asked obviously what our thoughts on the two-man commentator panel would be. Um, he said Bobby Heenan and Graylin Monsoon, JR and King, JR and Heyman were obviously part of his favourites as well. He's a big fan of Mara Ranallo. Joey Styles in ECW as well. Uh, and Nigel McGuinness, obviously he said he would have loved to have JR in his prime and Nigel McGuinness have a run together. I don't like McGuinness's voice. I do. <laughs> I, I hated like... him on the, the UK one every time we'll somehow I... go Just a couple of cans on bro, he'll be fine. And <laughs> 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 um, Charlie Banks, he said his favourites are Mar Ronello and Nigel McGuinness. Uh, Craig Gordon said Heenan and Monsoon, so it's, a, it's very very popular these two actually. Uh, Louise Westy, she says without a shadow of a doubt, ICW's very own Billy Kirkwood and Simon Cassidy, it would not be ICW without them. Here, here. <laughs> um, who else have we got? John Farrer, he said he loved Don West in TNA. Gorilla Monsoon will always be one of the greats and current, current commentators. He would have to go with Corey Graves, Renee Young and Mara Ranallo. Um, Kieran Lewis, he says that even though they're not his favourites, he has to give an honourable mention to Maranello, Nigel and Percy. Obviously, them on NXT right now are absolutely amazing, but his favourites are JR and King. There's a theme going on this one. Yeah, that's, yeah. that's what most people grew up with. Like, yeah. mine, that was always like King. Yeah, that's what you got. I don't think we've given enough exposure to Gorilla Monsoon and Bobby Heenan either, because mm-hmm. I think back in the day they were they were outstanding. Oh yeah, like, I, sat, I sat back and watched it. And I was just like, well, these guys are actually really good. Who are the English commentators during like Wrestle Kingdom in that? Because they're also quite good. Oh, hey, 
a Silas. Did you just say it? Silas, yeah. Don Callis. 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 Um, Ross Bradford, Bonnie, Bobby Heenan, best heel commentator extraordinaire. He said he also loved Taz and Impact as well. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, Brendan Doig, he actually got into us on Twitter and he said Kevin Kelly and Don Callis are exceptional together in New Japan. There we go. There we go. There there we go. Somebody <laughs> said it. Confirmed it, yeah. Good cool. shout there, Brendan. Just wish you'd stop all the tweets about me being on a poll, you weed pack. Quack you on a poll, everybody. You can listen to my, my interview with Emily Hayden where we created that said match and it is now trending. Well, no, it's now me versus Just Justice for Quack on a poll for the ICW World Heavyweight. Yes, I have started match. a kick fund of a lot of Well, you can all fuck right off. Pound fund or get Jamie a world title match in ICW. We also have our. Two time Eat Sleep Suplex Retweet Champion David Campbell. Beck. Show your champions some respect. He's the number one David on the show. Oh. <laughs> right, calm down, That's everybody. Let's show some respect to the champion right now, yes. okay? World champion. That's true. Obviously, he said that JR is his favourite of all time. Obviously, and it's, a, it's a recurring theme. JR is just everybody's favourite. Alright, I'll give him that. Stephen Bevington said that obviously GR is one of the greatest wrestling commentators ever, especially that famous line at King of the Ring 1998 when The Undertaker threw mankind off the hell in a cell onto the Spanish Knights table. And I quote, Good God Almighty, good God Almighty, they killed him. You've got to do the voice. I'm not doing the voice. Do the voice. Do the voice. No, 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 no,
Shut up, Ross. <laughs> My boy. He says his favourite commentary teams were Colin Taz and JR and Heyman, although he thought Regal's commentary on NXT was really underrated. Yeah. Oh, that was amazing. And honestly, yeah, I think that's we've got all of them actually now. Jeez, so, oh, how many did you? That's for Dick. I know, I've got loads of them, but that's, wow. actually, that's, that's literally it. So, thank you. Yeah, <laughs> thank you, everybody, to for all of them, yeah. which I'm quite happy about. So, obviously, what is. Anyone want to pick up on anything that the, that the listener said really quickly? A lot about Ronaldo and stuff like that. Yeah, JR mm-hmm. as well. Yeah. Yeah, I think I think the fact we talked before about poor Michael Cole, who is always shit upon, he has eight advertisements going on in his ear. Like, by the way, don't forget, you're plugging Cricket Wireless and then midway through Cricket Wireless. KFC next, alright? See when we're going for a break, you're coming back. Mountain PlayStation! Dude. PlayStation and Mountain Dew! <laughs> what, what PlayStation game? Google it, Michael, it's up to you now! Well, Where I, is the by the way, how loud Sarah opened her can of Coke, we're now sponsored by Coca Cola. <laughs> 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 Hit us up, Coke. We're up for I tried to be as. I thought it was the start of James Stompstein. Sorry! Your damn. I, think, I think Michael Cole gets shit on because he is the one person who delivers the canned lines so badly. You know, Mauro Ranallo can shout the occasional words, boss time, but Michael Cole's doing his. But I think as well. It's Sasha Banks, it's boss time! Mauro <laughs> is 40 minutes a week on an NXT, you know, 15 if it's a post takeover yeah. NXT. And Michael Cole is, I know, I can see you right now, I'm getting to the point. <laughs> Michael Cole is three hours on a, a Monday and then an hour on two, uh, Mixed Match Challenge and three hours on pay per views. That's his point. job. <laughs> uh, I do eat out, I don't anymore. But <laughs> right, so, so we've heard from the listeners, and again, thank you so much for all your feedback. Obviously, we're going to talk about obviously the panel's favourite commentary teams. Now, obviously, we're going to have one each from each panelist, one from any era of their choosing and one from the current era which is NXT, Smackdown, Raw or 205 Live. So, Jamie? Don't go at me first, I have no idea. Fine, fuck it. Okay, and this is weird because my three is essentially answers both questions. So, Billy Kirkwood, uh, for that comedic side, uh, for the he's the kind of he's not neither he's more face, but he's neither heel or face. He'll rip anyone, and I love mm-hmm. that. Uh, Rudol Red Lightning because he's funny and he's a proper heel. And to kind of gel it all together and keep the consistency and have that amazing voice, Maro Ronaldo. We were going to talk about the commentary G- uh, dream teams later on, Quacker. I was yeah. asking for your favourite current ones. That's why I passed. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I, I was thinking of the dream ones, that's right. why I was like, don't go to me. You know what? <laughs> I, I will be it. illiterate. <laughs> we are talking about our panel's favourite commentary teams. <laughs> not the dream ones. Not the dream team yet. Okay. So I'm, I'm going to move away from you right now. Ross, I'm, I'm going to, don't worry, I'm going to leave that in. Ross is actually <laughs> researching, so you should. Right, so yeah, my favourite era is the Smackdown 6 era. The... <laughs> Michael Cole and Taz on commentary were brilliant together. Michael Cole always got his cues right back then because he didn't have 19, 19 fucking adverts to sponsor. He was able to do it after the fact. Taz was just retired at the time when it started, so he had wrestled just about everyone in the company. And the good thing about Cole and Taz were they weren't afraid to like have certain favourites. One was good, one was bad, but at the same time, like when something was impressive, like. You know, even Brock Lesnar was a heel. When he picks up Big Show over his head, Michael Cole's like, Jesus Christ. 
Jesus Christ, listen to the coffin set up. He's like, Jesus Christ, the, the strength of, you know, uh, Brock Lesnar fucking threw me out there, sorry, and then you had Taz as well, you know, whenever like The Rock or Austin or Hogan came back, you know, he would put them over as well. It was just like, you know, how can you not mention the history of the wrestling without mentioning these people? He always knew what he was talking about, and I think Heyman always making them re record, always made sure you get the best final product. Yeah, and one for the current era, which one would you pick? NXT, because we've talked a lot tonight about people being in people's ears. Triple H just lets them run it. Mm-hmm. He will give them some. It's actually Michael Cole that does the commentary for NXT, like he's in charge of it. So basically. That's surprising. He, he basically says to them, by the way, we're plugging this at this time. So he lets them know, by the way, in 40 minutes we're plugging that. So you've got time to prepare. It's not just, now, 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 now. Now the cutoff half the points like that. Oh, oh. Ladies and gentlemen, we bring you quick, quick well. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, the NXT one, just because there isn't, there isn't so much uh, production put in there. There's a sense of freedom with it. It's someone that knows what they're doing, that's directing it, and then it's three great commentators that are doing it. Three mm-hmm. people that have grown in their own roles. Dave, your picks. Uh, well, Ross Dave. basically just stole it from under my. I was going to say just a little bit. Favourite commentary teams? And all favourite commentary teams. teams. You shut your mouth, Dr. Vader. Bought your best in the background. <laughs> <laughs> yes, obviously, your favourite commentary team from any era of your choosing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I have to agree with Ross. Michael Cole and Taz mm-hmm. were probably my favourite commentary team. Well, because I've sort of gotten used to the format of three-man commentary teams nowadays, but back when I started watching it was just two-man because it was Michael and Taz on SmackDown and JR and King on Raw. Mm-hmm. Whilst I think JR and King were good, you know, they sort of bounced off each other really well, I think Michael and Taz kind of did it a bit better. Mm-hmm. Well, largely because, you know, they were both, two, well, JR and Michael had already had a lot of commentary experience behind them and they were both paired with uh, sort of semi-retired wrestlers. Mm-hmm. And I think, you know, I've seen some of their reactions to a lot of things like when uh, Brock Lesnar superplexed the big show and broke the ring. Mm-hmm. I mean, their reactions to that were just outstanding. Yeah. Like, Taz even had to be censored because of that. And I'm thinking, they, having that sort of free reign with raw emotional reactions from the two, that's another good one. Another moment I think I really liked about them was uh, when Batista got drafted to SmackDown in the 2005 draft. Right. Like, Taz was like, what the hell? And Cole's like, Oh my God! Smackdown has hit the jackpot. It's not you wouldn't hear lines like that nowadays. You wouldn't and hear it nowadays. Just especially about Batista. About that. Yeah. <laughs> especially about Batista. About yeah, yeah, give it a couple yeah. of weeks. Smackdown yeah. a thousand. Evans the destroyer. It's the fact that Evans is told to them ahead of time. So obviously it's, it feels like you're losing that authenticity about it. Yeah. So that's what I think you're getting that as well. I think one of the fueling factors as well is obviously. Um, there's a lot more media attention, although there's much more sort of marketing and sponsorships involved with the company. There wasn't so much of that back then during the Ruthless Aggression era, so they had a lot more freedom with commentary. And I think you know Michael Cole being, you know, having all that experience behind him, I think he knew how to bring out the best in Taz as mm-hmm. well. Because I mean, a lot of people critique Taz's commentary for a bit, yep. but seeing him on as a heel member of Aces and Eights and TNA as well, I think he did really well on that forefront as well. So he just sort of learned over time as it got along, but I think Michael Cole definitely sort of uh, was a good uh, starting point for him. Yeah, and how about your current one? Current. Again, NXT. Why are you yelling at him? Was that particular <laughs> <laughs> It's to make sure he hears so he knows when I finally come back to him. Yeah. No, I've got to say NXT because, yeah. not just because Malro's on it, I think he's the, the only guy to lead such a good commentary team. Yeah. And obviously having previous, uh, Guys who have competed in the ring as well, like Nigel McGuinness, Ring of Honor champion, 
And Percy Watson, who was also in the... Uh, Dave knows that Ring of Honor had a champion called Titan Ninja McGuinness. He googled it during the break. No. <laughs> I paid attention to uh, the charity special, where he was, uh, I think, second longest reigning world, Ring of Honor world champion. Alright, calm down. Well, <laughs> James? Uh, I'll keep mine quite short. I... Yay. I would have to say, mine is for both, and it's Mauro and Nigel. Yeah. All time and current, because... I don't know, they just keep it, they just manage to keep it fresh and interesting even when I don't really care about the match and there's not a lot of commentary teams that I get. There's, yeah, I watch old pay-per-views and stuff and I'm like, if I don't really remember who they are and like, no matter how good they're calling it, I don't know, sometimes I'll just go, I'll fast forward to, to when I see Triple H's face or something. Oh, you, know. you just mute it and you're like, I just mute I it. Just like, watch this without yeah, I can, I, can, I can watch this without Taz. I'm, I'm not, I'm slating Taz, but <laughs> he's the easiest target because he's so squat and fit. <laughs> <laughs> He looks like a brick. He's a square. Yeah. So basically, you've just said it's from any era, but it's also a current it's, era as it's well. It's both, yeah. Current and any era for me, it's my own Nigel. Jamie, final well, I, I, I agree for the current era that I say NXT, it's like, I don't watch Raw and SmackDown anymore because it bores me to death. Mm-hmm. It's the only show that I'm actually interested in as a fan anymore. But for all time, for childhood's sake, would have to be um, King and I don't even know why. That's just going at my it's head. It's gone at my head. It's just gone at my head. JR? Yes. Yeah, yes. there we are. That guy, girl, JR. That's what was coming in there. Just because the fact, like, I don't like Taz in WWE, I prefer him in TNA. Mm-hmm. I think he came out on his own in TNA. Um, but yeah, just every Saturday, Sky One, watching the, the Raw recaps. Yeah. It was them too. Mm-hmm. What you grew up with? I was one of those kids that could never watch actual rock, was only the wee sort of like. The highlight. I was on chopped up one, yeah. Welcome to Bottle Line with Tom Grisham. <laughs> oh dear God, leave Tom Grisham out of this. Um, so obviously, I'll, I'll quickly say mine, obviously, I haven't actually met, I haven't actually given much contribution because obviously you guys have had so much input, which I'm, I'm more than happy for, it's okay. Um, but obviously, I do agree with James, like, so my, my favourite of all time, including any era, is the current NXT one. Not to slate the old NXT one, obviously when you had Renee Young calling the women's matches or when you had um, Regal on the commentary team as well. Um, obviously I think he's just a lot better behind the scenes, obviously you only see him once once in a while because it, it sort of loses that effect. But obviously with Marrow and Al leading the team right now, without a shadow of a doubt, the best team that they've got in the company right now. Now, Clacker, have you finally got your current ones, not your dream yeah. ones, as of I'm yet. glad you're asking me for the first time in this segment. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, my favourite all time. <laughs> I've got to cover my tracks somehow. And throw me under the bus. I'm leaving it in there, I don't care. Yes. I'm leaving it in. Uh, have a laugh at my expense, why not? It's like we've been doing for the whole year. Uh, so, um, I'll probably say JR and King Raw. Uh, all the time. King Raw. King Raw. Raw. King Raw. <laughs> King Raw. Minus the whole puppies thing. Oh, puppies. I'll minus all that stuff. Oh, uh, you see, I do bad impressions. Kaka wasn't trying to make an impression though. Yeah, he was just he was mocking. He was mocking. I was just saying puppies. Like he did it in a mocking voice. Like, puppies. Okay. All right, calm down. That's just like Dave's um, a bit too excited. Currently NXT. So yeah. It's gotta be. Obviously. Back to our listeners, obviously I asked them as well for their favourite, well it's not even their favourite dream team, it's like actually I was going to talk about dream teams. So obviously it's who you all want as part of your dream team. So obviously I have got lots and lots and lots and lots and lots. So, uh, we'll start off with Charlie Banks. He said that his dream commentary team would be 
I don't know how this would match actually, but me and Jamie talked about this, so it would be Billy Kirkwood and Mar Ronaldo. That's my oh. one, you bastard. <laughs> <laughs> you can copy his as well, you can agree with that. He copied me. Uh, Jamie obviously appreciates your opinion, Charlie. Yeah, we all appreciate your Billy Kirkwood and Mar, Mar Ronaldo. I don't know how well that would work. That'd be a, a very odd couple pair, but I can actually see it working. I could just I could, just, I could see Billy Kirkwood trying to ask him, can I try the Mamma Mia? Let's see what happens. I'll show you Toki so we see that. We can try what we can ask Billy, see what he, ha- see what he can pull for us. Yeah. Um, who else have we got now? Obviously, like David Kinnear actually did say he would like to see um, Corey Graves obviously go up and, like, in the attitude area as well. So, obviously, try and I don't know if that constitutes as a dream team. Um, John Farrer, he said he would like to see Mara Ronaldo. Joey Styles, Don West, and Corey Graves all together. So four men are common to a dream team. Uh, no, I think not, four is too many. I you, think. You've seen mm. how the draft and how Survivor Series this year went. Too many cooks. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, too many cooks. We, ha- we have. <laughs> 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 all right, calm down, Um We have Kieran Lewis. He said his commentary dream team would be Michael Cole, Mara Ronaldo, and Jr. Okay. Yeah, it's creativity. 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 It's um, David Anderson, he says he thinks his dream team would be Joy Styles, Corey Graves, and CM Punk. Mm-hmm. I'm not the biggest Punk fan, so. Yeah, I think, you know, Punk's just going to be there for, like I said, inside jokes. Yeah. Uh, we have Joseph Speak as well. Um, he said his dream team would be JR, Corey Graves, and Caprice Coleman. Ooh. I don't know who Caprice hmm. Coleman is, unfortunately. She makes a mean salad. <laughs> 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 James. <laughs> 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 if we don't know, James will throw some words in it. Scott McLeod also, he gave us his dream team. It would be Mara Ronaldo, William Regal and Corey Graves. Don't lie, it would be him and Ross. That would get me to yeah. cancel my network real quick. <laughs> I'd like to see you By the way guys, uh, Caprice Coleman is a former American professional footballer and mid-Atlantic wrestler. He is possibly one of the most built men I've ever seen. Holy crap! <laughs> <laughs> so All right. He makes a mean salad. <laughs> <laughs> um, Nick Burrow. Oh, sorry, Caprice Coleman, trained by the Hardy Boys. There you go. Right. Tell us, um, don't tell us we won't put enough. Is his body broken as well? <laughs> oh, yeah. so broken. Nick Burrow also said, uh, my, my ultimate dream team is JR, Ken, Ronaldo, Corey Graves and Mike Tenay. Wow. That's a five-year-old. Five. Well, a five-man five. team. Mm-hmm. And that is all of that, plus their input from that. So Sarah, like, get yourself a cider after that. I know, I think I did, I did well, guys. Yeah, they did very well. Um, so, so that is the panellists, like, that's the listener stream team, sorry, not the panellists, because I haven't even asked the panel yet. <laughs> Quacky, <laughs> your time has now come. Yes. Your commentary dream team, please. I imagine what it could be. I don't know what it could be. Um, well, it could 
the first one will blow your minds, right? Uh, it will Horn be swoggle. it'll be Booker T, Hornswoggle. The gobble, the gobbledygookers yeah. in there, and yeah. Mike Adam Blade. Yeah, just 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 anyone that could fill in the permission slip would. <laughs> now for real, uh, Nicholas. <laughs> yeah, Nicholas. <laughs> Nicholas, I mean, you could give us a great insight into how to become a tag team champion That's at true. WrestleMania. Uh, Chump, Chump, champion. Uh, a bit of a Freudian blowjob yeah. with the champion there. <laughs> Right, Quacky, you're your yeah. dream team that we have no okay. idea what it is. Okay, so it's Billy Kirkwood. <gasps> Shit the bed! Alright, calm down. Mamma mia! <laughs> <laughs> you should maybe go back to Colaholic Lines because that scared me a bit. Shit the bed! David, I don't need to know about your sleeping passes. I don't know about what you did last night, you just remembered that. <laughs> no. Right, oh. oh my god! Who's oh my god, Billy Kirkwood, really? Who's and, next? Oh, oh. Who's next? Folks, if you're listening at home, you're kind of disturbed by this week's episode. I don't know why I said that. I can only say I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, if, if I can bring this back on track, I mean, I'm here for serious business here, folks, so let's not joke around. Whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> <Shut me in. laughs> That, you cannot do that! <laughs> right, so we have a little Kirkwood. <laughs> Sorry, I was only trying to say in the way that then my next person went is Red Lightning! <laughs> so yeah, Red Lightning! <laughs> <laughs> this bed smells shite! He just froze a mattress on the mat- It's a new kind of good housekeeping match. <laughs> Oh no! I also, I also, quickly, quickly, guys, while the guys calm down, I want to say a big thank you to Red Lightning and Coke Cabana for being the voices of this week's show. So thank you very much, guys. I bet you're regretting this heavily right now. Clark, are you okay? No! <laughs> right, so we have uh, Billy Cameron, we have Red Lightning. Uh, Who is your third and final right, person? It was Ray's, and I don't think it will work because these two can work with anybody because these two have worked with so many different people from so many different spectrums. And it's gone, I've gone from Mano Ronaldo because you, although I've brought in two people that will bring in loads of jokes and loads of things and stuff, you got to bring in someone that will kind of keep it together and keep it on track but be just as amazing on their own so that's why they're got the three people Very quacky spoken now you can go and help me rest Shut up, Mamma mia, you shut the bed! Oh my god Why do you guys think Cobb is here to figure out again? Right! Somewhere in Stamford, Connecticut, Vincent Mann just going I've got a great new idea! Right. Oh. Who's uh, calm enough to speak next? Ross, no. your commentary dream team. Right, well... <laughs> I swear to God, you shout shit at me. I'll go with the man team, I will go with Maro and Allo. There's just a wee pause there. <laughs> Maro and Allo, probably Corey Graves, and my best pal, Red Lightning. We've cut, we've talked about this, he's not your best he's friend. He's my best us. friend. You can now catch the interview on Eat Sleep Suplex Retweet on Spotify, she Anchor and iTunes. When he names a wrestling booth after you, come back to me. <laughs> <laughs> right, before we get into a half an hour chat about how Red Lightning is apparently Ross's new best friend. Dave? Yeah. Please uh, behave. I am behaving. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna get that on a t-shirt. That's your cue. That's your cue. That's your cue. <laughs> Uh, my dream commentary team gotta have JR in there. Shut the door! <laughs> <laughs> no way! <laughs> this, 
is going to be a banned phrase in the next one. Oh, I do apologise for the explicit chat. They've ruined everything for us. And now, got, and now Ross is going to overuse it. It's like historic. <laughs> Ross is now going to do this to death. Historically shit. Historically shit the bed. <laughs> for the first time ever. <laughs> <laughs> For the first time in shit's today, it's just <laughs> Oh my god, the yeah. first time ever shit's the first time ever. David, can you just say shit's to me clearly in the microphone so I can use that for my next production work? Ross has now left the room. Ross has left to go shit uh, the bed. <laughs> <laughs> right, so obviously, did you finish with your duty? team? No, I always have one person. Like, I'm also going to go with a three-man team. Oh, really? Yeah. Shit the bed. <laughs> say my name, I'm shitster <laughs> Right. And say, <laughs> right. Okay, so JR just because he's brilliant. Mm-hmm. Mauro because, uh, you know, like we said, I think we can all agree, I think his, uh, his commentary on NXT is just outstanding. Mm-hmm. I think those two have bounced off each other quite well. And I'm going to go a bit left field with my third option, uh, Matt Stryker. Bye. Because <laughs> <laughs> he threatened to dick JBL that one time. Uh, I don't know, it just whenever I heard him on commentary, like, um, like 2008, 2009, like he had a lot of like insight and knowledge, you know, about uh, he was sort of like the original stats man, as it were. Um, but I think he actually made a lot of ECW's commentary worth listening to uh, because, um, you know, because there was a time like Todd Grisham was announcing Christian's return. It was just like it's Christian, and but then Matt does his best to sort of like try and recover it a bit. It's like this moment has just become instantly classic. So, Ca- it's, so it's basically when I tried to, um, you know, talk and. JR's voice and failed because I didn't even want to do it. <laughs> yeah, I, I just like Matt Stryker because I've heard him like on Lucha Underground as well. I think he does quite well there, and he just sort of adds like um, he really s- comes across as knowledgeable and insightful about the industry itself, but also as a really good uh, color commentator. Shut well. the bed! You watch Lucha Underground. Eat, sleep, suplex, retweet. Shut the bed. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you watch yeah. that shot on the ground, that shit. <laughs> <laughs> right, that's my three-man uh, team. JR, Mauro, and just for... Oh. Yeah, just for the batter, Matt Stryker. I still question your, your reason behind that. James? Thank you, Ross. I just sound like a broken record. I'm like, Nigel, Mauro. But I'd have Renee Young in there as well. Oh, because nice. she's been a, a breath of fresh air. No, I mean... When she's she's just, not talking about her personal life. Well, they make her do that, I think. That's okay. more the quote. Like, that's that's really more, yeah. Actually, to be honest, that's the thing I didn't like when it was... Who was the guy that was best pals with Corey Graves? And they were on commentary together. The guy who got in trouble for talking about his throbbing erection oh, when he was on planes. Tom Phillips. And it was just them taking digs at each other on commentary. And I was like, haha, very funny, but there's actually a match on like when he shot yeah. for a minute, like, stop it. <laughs> uh, I'd like to see James on commentary with him, actually. That'd be quite funny. <laughs> Wait, <laughs> shut up. That's just happening. <laughs> Corey, shut up. Hey. <laughs> stop plugging the network. We're just calling a match here. Shut the bed and watch the match. <laughs> <laughs> um, I have to say, thank God Shaq's not here. <laughs> Thank God Shaq is not here. This table wouldn't survive. I can't wait to hear Shaq's reactions. Oh, shit the bed. James, sorry, I like you. Yeah, no, that was pretty pretty much it. Yeah, I think these are the commentators who are most reliably able to call a match and the various aspects of it without leaning too heavily on the crutch of, like, promos or past stuff or one-liners. They're good at colour commentary, all of them, kind of. So... Mm -hmm. 
they work well together, she should be doing it as well. Perfect. Jamie? Well, as mine's already been stolen, um, obviously I'd have Ronaldo and Billy Kirkwood go with the two-man team and it's in that... I'm getting a yeah. fist bump, what did Scott describe that as? What? Well, that is not relevant, <laughs> shut up. <laughs> um, Naughty corner. No, I'm not even kidding you, go. <laughs> go. Fisting? Go, go. Oh, I just remembered. Was it fisting? Yeah, the oh, smackdown okay. last um, week. Jeez. <laughs> so, so, yeah, I've already forgot my point totally, completely. Oh, no, no, no.
Corey Graves. I think that'd be quite hilarious, actually. Just as, like, I've had two, so obviously Jackie Bowl and Corey Graves together, I think would be quite hilarious at some point. Maybe throwing the wee man or Rudo, split and, like, just sorry, switch him around a little bit. Who knows? <laughs> sorry. I would love I, 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 I would I would love to see. Uh, that sounded like, terrifying. I would, no, I'd actually like to see Corey Graves and Mauro Ronaldo's take on the wee man. Like, just commentary. I'm As in, in a fight, you take one. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. That would be fantastic. No, just take on commentary. No, Shut up, Alex. Stop being mad. <laughs> 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 won't be that in Glasgow. <laughs> <laughs> um, but no, my ultimate commentary dream team. Obviously, I would have Mauro Ronaldo. I would probably throw him in with Just Justice. Just Just Justice, not even Jackie Polo. Just Justice. Mm -hmm. And just try and listen to that accent because his accent is incredible. You're the speaker of your parts. Oh yeah. You care, man. Come on! And probably see oh it's actually really, really hard, but like I would like Renee Young, but see I've been enjoying Beth Phoenix in the May Young Classic so oh, far. Yes. So maybe switch her in as well. There was a thing about her on Edge and Christian's podcast, it was Corey Graves talking about it, and we mm -hmm. spoke about a lot of times the adverts in your ear. They'll talk to you as you're trying to like put a point across and Beth freezes, like used to freeze. Mm -hmm. And it was Corey Graves and Michael Cole trying to say, like, just, just go with it, just go with mm -hmm. it, keep talking, keep talking. It's like when a lot of, a lot of us have hosted shows that each loops of life retreat. So when you see people at panelists talking or the panelists getting directions out of your shot, it's like, no, just keep it going, keep it going. You're the professional, you've got to keep it going. So I think she's obviously came a long way for season one because mm -hmm. obviously it's nerves, isn't it? It's the first oh, time yeah. she's gone through. That brings up our shows, guys. We are so sad. Oh, I'm sad. Shit, the bed is over. I'm happy to get warm in, though. Especially with the shit in the bed. <laughs> but obviously, once again, I want to give a big thank you to the listeners for providing all their input. Obviously, it was actually quite interesting to hear so many different combinations of what you can have. Um, I also, want to, again, want to give a big thank you to Red Lightning and Colt Cabana, obviously. So, because Colt Cabana. Is for Ring of Honor. He's a great commentator for Ring of Honor, and obviously we have Red Light and for ICW here in Scotland. So yeah, I want to make a big, big thank you to everybody. But next week, Eat Sleep Suplex Retweet turns one. Yeah, we've come oh. historic. Yeah, it's historic. We have come such a long way since our first show. And obviously, don't forget that you can actually still listen to our back catalogue, obviously on iTunes, Spotify, all good Android podcasting sites. Stephen is back in the hosting chair next week, and. I have lost count of how many panellists are going to be on next week. It's going to be a huge, huge show. Hopefully nobody shits the bed on that one. <laughs> but yeah, so You're just milking this now, aren't you? Coming for you, who's talked about Alan Jones since it happened every show. Um, but yes, yeah, so obviously, Stephen's back next week. It's our one-year anniversary show, so obviously, keep tuned, and hopefully it won't go to shit like David's shit in the bed. <laughs> right? I have been Sarah Grieve, and I want to thank you to my panel, Hi. Hi! I was going to introduce you separately, Quacky. Thank you! Ross! See you. Dave! Thank you! James! See you later! Jamie! You're very welcome! Right, now you can all say bye! Bye! bye. Shut the bed! Listen, cunts, I don't care what the fuck you think you're doing, whatever you think is more important with your life, you honking bag of d tips! You know what you should be doing? You should be going online, you should be subscribing, you should be listening to the back catalogue of Eat, Sleep, Suplex, Retweet, whatever the fuck you're doing, that's what you should be doing. I don't care if it's your mum's birthday, I don't care if she's feeling contractions. Get on it right now! Sports Social Podcast Network.